This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to Community Connection. We are glad to have you here with us this morning. And just a quick reminder, if any of you are planning on going to the MLK Motorcade, that has been canceled this morning because of inclement weather. However, the program is still going to happen at 1130 at St. James. So just the motorcade part is canceled, not the MLK celebration. That again is happening at 1130 at St. James. So, um, you know, if you, even if you weren't planning on going, think about it. It will be a great way to celebrate the, the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And also to hear a Danville native, Catrice Kirk. Um, of course, she's married now. She has a different name, but Catrice is from the Danville area. And, uh, it'll be a great opportunity to catch up with her and, and hear her thoughts on the MLK celebration. Also, we will be celebrating Mary Thompson. Um, 30 years on the MLK committee, 25 of those as chair. So again, that celebration is starting at 1130 today at St. James. We would love to have you in attendance. Joining, the, joining us for the show this morning is Kim Kukenbrod. And Kim and I, we've known each other for a really long time, but, but kind of came out of touch um, with each other because we had both went different directions for work. Well, she didn't really. She kind of did, but you'll hear about that in just a second. Um, we ran into each other while we were getting our hair done, started a conversation, and I said, Kim, it would be great for people to hear where you're at, what you're doing, and just kind of catch up with you. So joining us today is Kim Kukenbrod. Kim, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's good to be here this morning. We are happy to have you. You know, when I think about you, I think about a couple of things. So I know that you were heavily involved with archery. Tell us about that. I know it's probably <laughs> been a while. Well, um, I am. I can say I'm officially retired. Uh, both my husband and I stepped away a few years ago. Um, you know, we figured after, gosh, probably about 15, 20 years, it was time to hand the torch off to the next generation. So we're officially retired. You know, when I heard that you were doing that, I'm like, what? She's doing archery, but <laughs> I'm not surprised because you you will venture out there for sure, right? <laughs> um, so tell us, uh, catch us up. I don't even know where to start because there's so many different aspects. Let's let's start with um, just you in general. Tell us, catch us up with you and your family, and then we'll start talking about the talent pipeline and, and where your career has led. All right. Well, uh, you know, my family, um, I have two grown daughters um, and two beautiful granddaughters. Um, so, you know, and two absolutely fantastic be uh, more proud of what my daughters have already accomplished in life. And, and my husband and I, um, we're still working away. Um, you know, sometimes he, he laughs because he works um, in a remote location and travels significantly. And so, um, and then I'm here at home. I work from home now. And we both laugh at each other and tell everybody, you know, we have the best marriage um, that you could ask for. We only see each other, you know, one weekend a month. So we get a big giggle out of that. That's the result of a good, healthy marriage, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, and, and, you know, again, being married as long as we both have been married, you know that those those little breaks are good. So, yeah. Um, uh, so let's talk about, I'm sorry, I'm trying to type and talk to you at the same time. We're having a little bit of cutting out with the audio. So at some point we may need to, to drop our video. Um, but 
you know, the, the modernization of Zoom. We've got to love Zoom and uh, everything that it can do for us. So, Kim, when I saw you, you know, I was reminded of all the work that you used to do. I used to go to a lot of different conferences. We used to be a lot of at, uh, be at a lot of the same meetings. And so that kind of led you down a path. And it's kind of fun when we talk about a path because the pipeline's a path. Um, but it, it's led you to a path. So talk about your career and kind of kind of where you started in this journey, and then we'll get to where we are today. Oh, wow. That means we have to go back uh, quite a ways. But um, I, know, right? I, I honestly, um, you know, when I went to college, I thought I would be a teacher. And um, I have the utmost respect for teachers. But, you know, when I had the opportunity to work in an apprenticeship environment, I said, no, this isn't for me. But my passion for helping others learn and succeed stayed with me. So um, I ended up going into um, a corporate education and training. And, and then from there, it's just really snowballed. Um, working with um, a couple of different chambers of commerce, um, economic development organizations, and the state of Illinois, um, you know, in developing a, a a pipeline, you know, of talent. So as I've just been snowballing um, a few years ago. Um, when I was with um, Vermilion Advantage, uh, Vicki Hogan had laid a, a very strong foundation um, in regards to workforce development in Vermilion County. One thing that um, came from that and between her and our uh, collaboration is we were invited to participate with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce in a program called Talent Pipeline Management. Um, you know, so fast forwarding today, um, what started um, in um, the the what started in Vermilion County using specific strategies has now evolved into a nationwide movement, um, looking at how do we take the talent pipeline strategies to meet the needs of employers. Um, so as the pandemic started, I, start, I took a different direction and the state of Illinois reached out to me. Um, I was working under contract with Illinois State University. Now I'm under contract with Northern um, Illinois University and we are working um, with the state of Illinois on pathways such as apprenticeships or turning internships into registered apprenticeships. Um, so we want to celebrate all the pathways that are out there, not just, you know, but taking career and tech ed programs to create pre-apprenticeship tra programs, apprenticeship training programs, you know, and getting away from that stigma that um, apprenticeships are only in the trades. Um, I've only found pathway that cannot be made into an apprenticeship, um, but otherwise we are um, creating multiple apprenticeships um, in different uh, career sectors. Okay, well, let's go ahead and take our first break, and then we'll come back in just a moment to continue the conversation. Welcome back to Community Connection. We are speaking with Kim Kukenbrod about the talent pipeline. And this is something that, you know, we we were hearing a lot about. Again, I, I, I was kind of on the perimeter because of the different programs I was associated with at DACC. But Kim made a valid point that, um, you know, I, I think originally people thought the talent pipeline would just be um, for certain jobs. But now that has certainly expanded. So, Kim, tell us more 
about, um, you know, kind of how it was starting with the trades and then how it expanded into other things? Well, um, in Talent Pipeline, um, really what we do is we look at uh, three common pain points that employers um, deal with, and that is uh, filling the unfilled positions, upskilling, and retention. And it really doesn't matter what career sector we're talking about, those pain points are all consistent. And so through um, business specialists um, that are established across Illinois, we are reaching out to invite them to become part of the business service teams um, in your local workforce areas. And with that, once we look at the data to see where their pain points are, we work with them to identify untapped talent resources. And one of those has been apprenticeships. Um, apprenticeships in the past, you know, have always saying, oh, you do an apprenticeship, then you must be in the trades. Um, that's not uh, that's not true. Um, we've working on a couple of projects right now where we're working with in an aviation sector, of course, manufacturing, we're working in healthcare, and we've actually are starting to create apprenticeships in uh, pharmacy tech. And so that's something that a high school student could start during their senior year and complete that and graduate with a nationally recognized certificate that will go with them, you know, no matter where they um, work in as a pharmacy tech. So we are also, when we're looking at the talent and we, we look at, okay, where are you finding your best resources? And what we've discovered with many employers is that they may have set the bar too high um, by putting certain requirements in rather than looking and hiring based off of competencies and skills. When we reverse that um, action, then we identify so many other um, talent groups that employers can look into um, for their hiring needs. Um, for example, um, you know, when we when the pandemic started, I wrote on my whiteboard that coming out, we were going to have shortages in three key areas. Um, we were going to have it um, in distribution during the pandemic, which, you know, was uh, true to form, but uh, manufacturing and then healthcare and the teacher shortage. And the teacher shortage just isn't an Illinois thing, it's a, a national um, issue. So one of the things we're working on right now is how do we take paraprofessionals in the education system, such as your teacher's aides, and set them up in an apprenticeship training program where they're doing their work-based learning during the day, they're taking um, their courses in the evening uh, to upskill them into a licensed teacher position. So we're kicking one off in early child care, um, looking at, number one, setting apprenticeships to recruit into the early child care, which is a little bit different than your you know, K through 12. It's more the, the preschool, but looking at those paraprofessionals that are already there and see um, if we can upgrade them further into the pipeline um, as a certified teachers. So we're just getting started in that here um, in Illinois. So with early childhood, I remember that um, DACC was talking about a grant that the state was offering where pretty much the program is paid for, you know, with that commitment. Is that related to this program? Yes, it is. Okay. And so, you know, what a great opportunity, Kim, and you think about early childhood and how significant it is and how much it's needed. 
Um, it's a great profession to go into. It's a great, it's a very noble profession to help kids get that early start. And with the opportunity that the state's offering right now, how amazing is that? I mean, you know, you and I have been through the system long enough that we know things like this don't often come by, but when they do, they're so powerful. So it's a great opportunity if someone is interested to jump in on it right now. Uh, um, yes. And, you know, right now there's a lot of um, funding opportunities um, that are available in workforce development initiatives. Um, and I think that's going to stay. Um, this is just my personal opinion. I think that's going to stay pretty strong over the next couple of years, just because we're in a very um, different workforce right now. I use the phrase that we're moving from a transactional workforce into a transformational workforce. Um, and what I mean by that is and transactional, we look at things one-to-one and we look at, you know, kind of that, sometimes we have that silo effect to say, well, this is the way we hire. This is the way we train because we've always done that. Um, the pandemic proved to us that we need to be very, very flexible and more, and when you look at the next generation, they want uh, different benefits. They want to be able to work remotely. They want to be able to um, have some flex time, you know. And as long as they're they're meeting their responsibilities, um, they're wanting that flexible work schedule. And of course, you know, other benefits um, that they're looking for as well. But when we go to transformational, what we are doing is we're working more in a partnership. And we're bringing together um, an industry group. And let's just pick on manufacturing in Vermilion County, for example. You know, that group would come together. I know Vermilion Advantage used to call them uh, the manufacturing cluster group. But if you bring a group of manufacturers together and we identify um, their needs, we look at all of the data because the data doesn't lie. And it's about as real time data um, as you can get. And it's coming directly um, from the employers on what their needs are. But when we talk to them, what we're doing is we're training them to be better communicators with the training providers. And who are the training providers? That's the K through 12 system. That's the community college, um, you know, uh, social organizations that provide training, it's all inclusive, you know, so that they are communicating more effectively what are the competencies that they need in training programs. Um, and then you have those barriers, you know, you know, childcare is a barrier. If we're not working on that, then people cannot go to work because they don't have childcare, or maybe it's a transportation issue. Um, so one of the areas that we're also working in very closely is those who are reentering the workforce. Um, you know, can we realign the programs that are offered um, while an individual is incarcerated, but make sure they align with the community need once they um, return into the workforce. And so we're there's a lot of misalignments and when in transformational work, we're realigning the entire workforce system. Um, Kim, two thoughts come to mind. So first of all, you know, the old, old regime, and I'm going to throw me and you in with the old regime, you know, there was a certain way we did things. There, there was a procedure. Um, but with the new regime, you're right. The, the younger workforce, they're wanting different things. They're expecting different things. It's a different world. The pandemic 
you know, the pandemic, as bad as it was, there were good things that came out, out of that, like remote working and different things where people could, um, you know, childcare was a barrier, transportation was a barrier, those types of things could be overcome. And so I think collectively, you know, having the talent pipeline and being able to work together with industry, you know, along with, as you said, the high schools, the social service agencies, the community college, you know, it's, it continues to be a perfect marriage. So that part never changes. So, you know, um, it's just a new way of looking at things exactly how you've stated. Um, I couldn't agree with what you were saying um, any more than that. Um, I see it across um you know, I also like to use a phrase, the only silos you will find um, are in the on the farm. And, you know, across the state of Illinois, um, when you have the key players in a collaborative working together, we're tearing down those silos. Um, when we work in that silo effect, um, our progress is very slow. Um, we have repeated efforts and the communication is stale. Um, so when we bring together through the local workforce area um, and create the business service teams with those key players, um, it opens the door to employers to say, I had no idea that you could offer that service. I had no idea that this agency was there. I had no idea that this could be paid for me as an employer because I want to hire an individual who has a disability. You know, and when I say the word disability, that's all inclusive. You know, it's physical, it's emotional, it's it's mental, you know, it's learning. There's so many different ways to describe a disability. But um, the Illinois State Agency Department of Vocational Rehab Services can meet those needs for employers, you know, such as retrofitting a workstation. So an individual who is in a wheelchair can be a welder, um, but his workstation is just set up a little differently. Good points. I really like that, Kim. Let's take our last break and then we'll come back and finish the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. Today we have Kim Kuchenbrod with us. And so, Kim, what would your title be? What is my title? Um, basically, <laughs> I'm just a, a, a talent pipeline um, consultant uh, with it. And, you know, I'm also um, a faculty member with the U.S. Chamber, um, serving as a faculty member teaching um, individuals how to become TPM practitioners. And again, just something that's evolving because you know you're you're the you're the first piece here. So I I love that. I love the development. So let's talk about Kim. We only have a couple minutes left. Let's focus on East Central Illinois. And um, we may have some people listening today that that this is a new conversation. What would you say to them? I would say that um, if you're in the East Central Illinois region and if you're an employer, please reach out to Chuck Jones at your local uh, at Vermilion Works. Um, I'm sure his business service team um, can put you in um, in contact with um, someone who's the leader in that business service team. So, you know, you can get involved with it. I encourage you to come to the table and um, share your pain points and don't be shy about it. Um, do not worry about any confidential information or data 
because um, when we collect that information, it's all handled very uh, confidentially. It's never released, um, and all information is shared back in an aggregate format. If you are, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I We've been talking a lot about manufacturers, and I know that Vermillion County had about four or five sectors in the past, but you can create um, a retail um, you know, sector. And I know we have a lot of uh, little micro brewery, breweries popping up or wineries. Um, believe it or not, we can create apprenticeships in those as well. Um, so whatever your needs are, please reach out uh, to Chuck Jones um, and at Vermilion Works. Or you can reach out to um, Apprenticeship Illinois uh, website, and you can find out who your representative is in the East Central Illinois region. Um, or if you want to talk more in detail, you know, you could also reach out to me, and I can be found in uh, on LinkedIn. Okay. And then, Kim, what about the young person that's listening? What about, you know, if there's a high school student or the parent or guardian of a high school student, what advice would you have for them? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, I think, you know, as that high school student, um, they're going to change their minds um, several times, but the parent should really sit down with the student uh, to find out, you know, what are, what are not what they want to do, but what skills, you know, do they like performing? Where do they see themselves uh, with it? And really look at what they value in a career then meet with your guidance counselor or um, look up a career advisor and have them map out a program. The one thing that I would really reference parents on is career in tech ed. You know, there's that old stigma of career in tech ed is for the you know individuals who are not going to go to college. That is so wrong um, and so far from the truth because uh, career in tech ed is letting the children get a flavor um, of that particular career to say, yes, I like these hands-on activities or, oh my gosh, I thought I wanted to be a nurse and um, there's too many bodily fluids involved and it, you know, <laughs> makes me sick, you know. So now's right. the time for them to explore before you start investing in that post-secondary training level um, with okay. it. And um, there's lots of resources out there um, to help parents. Um, you know, if any parents have any questions, they're more than welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn, and I'm happy um, to meet with those parents uh, with them and help drive them, you know, in the in the right direction with their student or the student for that fact. So, Kim, kind of going back to one of your one of your old jobs, you are still connected and, and obviously that's still a part of it, but still reaching out for the young person. So thank you for being willing to do that. I appreciate that. And I, I know that your heart um, is really for them and making sure that people are ready, to, are, are not ready, people are to have the, an ability, they have open doors. And so to me, that's kind of what you're doing with the talent pipeline. Yes, and if I could share just a real quick story, um, mm -hmm. you know, there, there, I won't give his name, um, but there was a young man in Danville who really wasn't quite sure what he wanted to do, and he got involved in a couple of career and tech ed programs um, out at DAC, the Project Lead the Way program. Um, got involved in the youth apprenticeship training program. And that young man today, if I can fast forward, you know, he went on to college. He ended up with his master's degree in engineering. And um, today he is working for SpaceX down in Florida. 
So you can imagine, you know, when we sat and talked to him and started aligning what he was doing and look where he's at today. Kim, amazing. Yep. And uh, things like that are possible. So that's the, you know, that's especially what we want people to hear today. You have the opportunity. Please reach out. Please make that happen. Um, Kim, thank you for joining us today. Again, people, the what we were saying was Talent Pipeline. So, and again, you can reach Kim on LinkedIn, Kim Kukenbrod. Kim, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you spell it. I think I've got it right, but I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> sure. Uh, last name is K U C H E N B R O D. Okay, thank you so much. Audience, remember also that we were talking about the Martin Luther King celebration today uh, at the beginning of the show. The motorcade has been canceled um, because of inclement weather, but the program is going to happen at 1130 at St. James. So the celebration for MLK Junior Day is happening at 1130 at St. James. Please plan on attending. And, you know, we have a lot of kiddos out of school today. It'd be a great opportunity to help them learn about history and how to move forward. We'll be back in the morning with another show. Until then, have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.